0: if you know you should be using social media to market your business brand or side hustle but you're feeling overwhelmed and confused then this is the podcast for you i'm johanna your go-to girl for all things instagram and here on the podcast we talk about not just the gram but also social media personal branding and digital marketing so stay tuned we're about to dive into the next episode if you have any intention of having a strong Instagram game your visuals need to be on point. I've always stood by the belief that you do not need a professional camera to have a good Instagram page though. iPhone cameras are so powerful especially when you know a thing or two about taking the actual photo and you know your way around an editing app. If that's where you get caught up, don't worry, I got you. First, things to think about to take a better iPhone photo. Number one. Lighting. You're going to want to plan to take photos in the daylight. The more natural light, the better. Editing can only take you so far when your photo is dark. The second thing to consider is where is the light source? For example, if the light source is a window, then the window should be behind the camera. This means that the light is casting over the camera onto the subject. If you're holding your phone and taking a photo, your back should be to the window and the person or product should be in front of you. Try not to block too much of the window with your body. If you're noticing shadows, you might want to squat down and hold your phone up. So if you're taking a photo of something else, your back is to the window. But if you're taking a selfie, you would face the window directly. If you were to take a photo with the subject in front of the window and the camera facing the window instead, you would get a silhouette effect. There's definitely a time and place for that, I'm thinking, sunset at the beach, but for the most part we want to make sure that the subject of the photo is well lit by the light. Tip number three is to make the subject proportionate. We first want to hold the iPhone in front of our chest, not our face. So you're holding the iPhone and chest tight in your hands, taking a photo of a friend. If you tilt the phone forward and down, you will make your friend look short. Alternatively, if you tilt it back and up, you will make them look taller. To make the subject look even taller, you could squat down and then tilt the phone upwards. Tip number four is about flat lays. When taking a flat lay, make sure the phone is completely parallel to the surface. Try not to have it tilted either way. When styling the objects in the photo, put the tallest items in the back or furthest from the light source so that they don't cast a shadow over the rest of the products. Make sure that there's space between all items, and in a food photo, for example, make sure the spoon or fork isn't partially tucked under the plate or bowl. Do you feel like you could take a better photo already? Let's talk about editing. There are tons of controls and filters and adjustments that you could make to a photo, but I'm just gonna touch on the basics to start. I use and love Lightroom for both my professional editing on my desktop computer and my iPhone editing. Adobe has a free Lightroom app called Lightroom CC, which you can get in the App Store. You will have to make an account, but I highly recommend downloading it because it's super easy to use and it keeps the quality of the photo intact. Under the light panel of Lightroom CC, you will see exposure, contrast, highlights, whites, shadows, and blacks. Exposure brightens the entire photo equally, whereas highlights and shadows target the light and dark areas separately. Whites and blacks specifically target white and black pixels only. If this seems confusing, don't worry. As soon as you have a photo open in Lightroom and you start playing around, you'll see the difference. Pro tip here, when you're editing, move the slide control all the way to one side or the other and then bring it back down to a level that looks good. If you increase the exposure just a little bit, you might like what you see and then leave it. But if you were to push it a little further, it might make it look even better. So it's helpful to push it all the way up and then bring it back down to where it looks best. Moving over to the color tab in Lightroom, we're looking at temperature vibrance and saturation temperature controls how warm or cold a photo is warm has more orange yellow and red hues whereas cold is more purple and blue some photos may naturally need an adjustment in temperature and many might not it can be good to adjust the temperature slider even if the photo looks right just to see the difference that it can make having a consistent temperature tone within your photos will help to create your own unique look for your grid you may want to intentionally increase or decrease temperature depending on your brand and brand colors. Vibrance and saturation are also fun to play around with vibrance targets muted colors and intensifies them whereas saturation covers the entire photo equally I like using vibrance more now under the detail tab we have sharpening and under the effects tab there's clarity sharpening gives a more minute detail and clean look whereas clarity brings out the details by adding contrast a high clarity would provide a grungy intense look which can be great for many brands especially more masculine ones I use the sharpen control more often than clarity last i want to hop over to the crop function and focus on the rotate control straightening out your photo can make all the difference look at the photo and use a wall or the ground to find a straight line if necessary rotate your photo till it's straight so we just covered a bit on the lighting color detail effects and crop functions lightroom is capable of so much more but playing around with these few controls can make your photo look totally different from the original I use Lightroom to do what I call a baseline edit using the tools we just discussed and after Lightroom I always put my photo into the app Visco to add my final unique touches. You always want to edit in Lightroom before any other apps because Lightroom saves a large file size to your phone and most other apps will shrink the file size. So if we used Visco first and then Lightroom the final product would be lower in quality which could result in a grainy or blurry looking photo. Visco is a great app for filters. I find that they go on a lot more natural than Instagram's filters and they keep the quality of the photo higher than Instagram does. I have three filters that I use consistently on my page. They all look similar, but some just work better for different photos. What I also love about Visco is you can adjust the strength of the filter by clicking on the filter and adjusting the slide control. I'm sure you're itching to start practicing for yourself, but let's run through a quick summary. Things to think about when taking your photo include having natural light, holding your phone at chest height and tilting up or down to grow or shrink a subject, and for flat lays, keep it flat. Then, put your nice, well-lit photo into Lightroom and play around with the lighting, temperature, detail, and rotation. Lastly, pick your favorite filters and use them consistently to help create a cohesive look on your page. If you try out any of these tips, I'd love to see your final product or even better, the before and after of an edited photo. I seriously love looking at those. You can tag me on the gram at J-O-H-H-H-A-N-N-A. All right, friend, go have fun and happy creating. This podcast is proudly supported by my free download for your personal branding strategy plan. You can grab that at j-o-h-h-h-a-n-n-a.com slash personal branding strategy. And last thing, I'd be totally thrilled if you'd rate my podcast and leave a review. I'm just getting started, but I have lots to say and you'd really be helping a girl out. Chat soon. And until then, I'll see you on the ground.